Welcome everybody to the Bear Thoughts Podcast, episode three. Man, thank you guys for tuning in today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, man, for listening to episode one and two. If you haven't, man, go ahead and check out all your podcasts and formats. Uh, they are uploaded on there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, RSS. If you don't have none of them apps or you don't listen to them, uh, go ahead and the link's in the bio. Uh, we got a special guest on here today, man. Um, Instagram at it's underscore autumn. Autumn, man, how you doing today? I'm good, man, yeah. Definitely happy to be here. Definitely happy to be on the podcast. Supporting sure. my boy Josh. You know how it goes. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate you taking time out of your day to be here with us, man. Uh, it's been a good day. Been a good day. Been an eventful day for sure. Um, over on this side of uh, on this side of the oh, world, man. man. I think um, I want to say something first. I want to say something first. Um, in regards to episode two, uh, there was a tweet. You know, I saw that somebody thought they was getting subbed. And I'm going to go ahead and just say your name right now, Devon. Uh, you definitely was getting talked about in that podcast. But I was definitely about you, man. Um, for those of you that don't know, I am on a flag football team named Bonds Over Baghdad, B.O.B. If you ever hear yeah, me. Yeah, B.O.B., you know what it is. B.O.B. B-O-B for life. For life. Uh, so if you ever hear me refer to that on the podcast, man, just know I'm talking about B.O.B. refers to my flag football team. Um, the homie was big popping. He just left after a disappointing season we had in one of our leagues. And uh, he, you know, got the pop it on Instagram that, you know, he's the one that started it and all this shit. But, um, you know, he did it. And I feel like that needed to be recognized and uh, the world needed to hear that or at least the people that listen to the podcast needed to hear that. Um, you know, I wasn't the one that started either. That was for sure. Um, you know, our team owner, Pat, um, and a couple other people that were along for the first original ride with B.O.B., um, I was along. You know, I was with it for our first championships. You know, we first started competing in leagues, but... Um, I know they were out there on just random parks on Wednesdays and Thursdays, um, you know, playing seven on seven, sixes on sixes and stuff. Uh, so that's where B.O.B. really originated, man. And then, you know, we turned into legends. We won our back-to-back chips. Uh, I was a part of that ride. My boy, You know, my boy left from last week. Lonzo brought me on to that. Um, you know, forever grateful for him to that. And uh, forever grateful for the, the friendships that I've made along the way um, being in this flag football thing, man. So... It wasn't nobody subbing you, bro. It was about you, and uh, I just needed to make sure that was no. I didn't want anybody to think I was trying to sneak this or, or hide from anything, man, because that's not who I am. Um, that's not what I, want, what I want this podcast to be, and if it was misinterpreted as such, then, um, you know, here it is now. You know, we name dropping now, so fuck it. We all out. Man, I feel like it is what it is at the end of the day. Everybody knows what's going on. You feel me? If you really come around the flag stuff, you know what it is. At the end of the day, I listened to the podcast myself. I didn't feel like... You know, it was an issue. I felt like it was all fun games, jokes. Anybody that's taking it personal, well, you need to check your emotions at the door. Like, that's just what it is, if you ask me. Right. Yeah, man. It's football at the end of the day, man. And like I told Zoe, like I've told you guys, you know, in the past, man, it, when it starts getting out of football is when it's not fun anymore. And, uh, I mean, shit, for some people it might be even more fun when it's not about football. You know, some people some people really live for that drama shit. But um, at the end of the day, man, I'm out there to... Um, you know, one, protect my quarterback, um, and two, um, win games, man. At the end of the day, win championships because that's what, that's what this is really about. That's what this team is based off of. You know, we don't have six championships for no reason. We don't travel to these tournaments in Vegas and Tampa and get invited to other tournaments, you know, in Chicago and, and Utah and stuff for no reason, man. We're really out here um, with some great athletes on our team and some, some real fucking ball players, man. And, um, you know, man, football is just football. But, um, and I definitely want to touch base on something Josh said. It's football. And, you know, this is coming from somebody that's been on the B.O.B. sidelines game after game, year after year, season after season. You know, I've seen a lot of a lot of the players come, go, um, 
And at the end of the day, I said I said this when uh, you know Bob got a little bit rocky that it has to be about football. And that's coming from me. I'm a girl at the end of the day. You guys cannot let these girls mess with football. You have to be able to separate your emotions from with the girls from what you do out on that field. It, it, it's no reason why a girl should be getting in the way of your friendships with your boys and football. I just don't. I don't. Right. I can't agree with that one. And I think. It's taken a few months for some people on our team to realize that. Um, you know, for anybody that follows B.O.B. a little bit and you're listening, you know, we just made a big... We had some big signings come from, from Sunday, big man, signs. from Air Raid, man. We got, we got some real ballers coming, man. Shout out to Link. Shout out to Day Day, man. Um, we got... Uh, who else did we get? DJ. We got Tay coming along for these traveling tournaments. Um, and the big one, man, the one that, you know, my boy... Since we were going to middle school right down the street, man. Shout out to Wood coming back home, man, uh, for our seven tournaments and our travel tournaments, man. I know that was a big step um, for him and Pat to take um, to shake hands in front of everybody and, and put the shit aside. And it needed to happen, man. And that's why I pulled them both aside and I said, hey, look, man, whenever this shit happened between y'all and, 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 and Lexi and all this bullshit, man, y'all need to let that shit go. It's over. That shit's over with. It is. It's said and done. Man, we're out here to win games. Like I said, at the end of the day, man, that's what it needs to be about. So, uh, you know, having him come back to and committing to us, uh, committing to B.O.B. on sevens and for traveling tournaments was big. Uh, he's a fucking great ball player. He's a playmaker, man. He's part of the reason we won our last recent chip, man. He had, some, uh, he had a really nice touchdown. Uh, he had two touchdowns that game, I believe, and one of them was fucking crazy. Um, dipping his head, spinning. Man, just faking people out, man. The guy's a, he's a, one of the best fucking flag players in, in, in Southern California and definitely uh, up there um, in the nation, man, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, one guy doesn't, wasn't, doesn't win a championship, but uh, one guy can definitely help you with those odds, for sure. Uh, you see that in, in any sport, man. One player can make a big difference. And uh, I felt like, in my personal opinion, it was essential that we had him on our team um, when we go and compete for these these cash prizes and tournaments and we go and uh, try to place high for uh, for Tampa coming up in or Tampa in January but for our Vegas trip in November Tampa for the 15k oh my guys go crazy on everything I love I'll be there to support excited for those man it's gonna be a fun time anytime with the team's fun man anytime we're all around each other man it's all jokes it's all comedy man that's where the real podcast material be at man but it's some shit you know we can't even say on a podcast even though I ain't got no no boundaries on here but it's some stuff man that's gotta stay in between B.O.B., man, and it will, but it's some stuff that we're going to air out tonight, man. Autumn. Man, man oh, what's man. going on, man? Because, hey, the phone calls in the car have been crazy, oh, and man. uh we not we not going to hold it back, man. We're here for the content. We're here for the F.U.N., man. <laughs> we're here for the Bear Thoughts podcast, man, where we, y'all get y'all going to hear all this shit, man. What, what I think, what Autumn thinks, what any guest thinks, um, we're not going to, we're not, you know, fuck all that. We, we letting it all out, so what's up, man? Uh, I think I'm just going to start from the top, you feel me? Like, um, I am going through a public breakup. It's been over for about two months now. Um, you know, I'm not here to bash anybody. I'm not here to downplay anybody's name or any of that. You know, we had our personal differences. Um, some stuff went on, and it just wasn't working out. So, you know, everybody, I mean, we've been together for years, so everybody kind of knew um, that we were together. And, yeah, everybody knew when we broke up. And from there, you know, it just shit hit the fan, for real, like, I, I really was trying to get to a place where it was peaceful and then shit, it just got kind of spunky, honestly. Um, but yeah, today, you know, a couple people hit my phone. I'm not going to really name drop those people because it really doesn't have anything to do with them. Right. But a couple people hit my phone telling me that my ex was, 
is having sex with somebody that has been around me and him while we were together. And uh, it was somebody that you suspected before, right? Yeah, I suspected in Vegas. And uh, we suspected as well because he did take this said female to Vegas and they were, as far as we know, in the same room together. Yeah, they were all in the same room together. Um, so yeah, I did suspect it. You know, I kind of pressed the issue a little bit, like, what's up? At least let me know something. And everybody right now is just kind of, you know, lying to me. So, I mean, if that's what y'all want to do, that's what y'all want to do. At the end of the day, y'all grown, and what y'all do, you feel me? But everybody want to lie. It's people that have the proof. It's people that really heard what was going on. It's people that's been around them, kicking it. You feel me? Y'all be in the same house, and come on now, let, let's be real. If y'all if y'all want to lie, it's it's just weird shit. Like, what are you? What is y'all lying for? When three people, unprovoked, all told me the same thing. So I mean, it is what it is. You know, I'm I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to find peace. I think really everybody needs to mind their own fucking business and that's on some real shit. Everybody is is a little bit fanned out to me. Everybody is worried about what I'm doing, who I'm doing it with, who I'm kicking it around. And honestly, I'm really worried about my bag and Pasadena football team. That's it. Right. And B.O.B. I'm always there, you know, on the sidelines. It's for my guys. All right, man. Shout out Pasadena football team. Big big game this Saturday in Lake Elsinore, man. If y'all got time, bring the family out. Uh, go come support Pasadena. But, um, you know, as far as, as far as, there's one thing I learned about females, man. I grew up with a single mom, uh, so I was around girls uh, growing up my whole life, man. Is when they start asking questions, it's because they already know the answer. Man, that's one thing I learned about girls pretty quick. And, you know, to start lying about shit when, you know, shit's already known, especially to a girl, man, it, 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 to me it's pointless. You might as well just fess up. And that's on any, that's that's any, any situation, not just your situation, but anybody's situation. Um, you know, if you if you're caught, there's no point in lying because you just you just egging the shit on. You're making it worse for yourself. You're making it worse for everybody that's involved, man. It's better to just come out with the truth. Everybody go on with their merry day and, and with their lives, and you know, just go your separate ways, man. But if you're trying to hold on to shit and lie about shit for shit that's already over, um, trying to hold on to something that's not, you know, I assume on your part is probably never gonna happen again. You know, then there's no benefit to that, man. All you're doing is lying to you, you know. To the person that you, if you really did it once, love, then you know you shouldn't lie to. And most of all, man, you're lying to yourself. And I feel like that's that's um, one thing I try not to do, man. Is lie to myself. I try to be honest um, with myself because I feel like that's a big part of uh, who makes you are. And especially as a man, man, my mom always told me, because uh, you know my dad wasn't always around growing up. I mean, he was around, but you know he didn't live with us. So she always told me, man, all a man got is his word. And uh, if, you know you go back on your word, and you know then you're not you're not a man. So it's a big thing um, as far as you know lying about shit like that, especially with the ex, man. Just be honest with your ex. Um, you know from personal experience, my ex. You know when we was together, and she found out some stuff, and you know I fessed up, man. I had you know I, I was caught, and uh, you kind of just work your way through it, and uh, you know you grow up and mature and go on with your life. So. And to me, it, that shit is done to lie about. Um, yeah, man. But I'm sorry you're going through that breakup. I'm sorry the drama you're going through right now, man. I can't even imagine that shit. But um, from the outside looking in, man, sometimes it is comedy. I can't even lie to you. So. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, you know, I'm just trying to be the most mature that I can be. Uh, I know I did a little bit of the petty shit, too. Because, of course, I mean, I'm a girl. My feelings is hurt at the end of the day. Right. You know, I spent three years with somebody um, really giving them my all, really dedicating something to it so yeah my feelings is hurt I mean honestly but it is what it is and you know I have to move on from it and I, I have a lot of big things lined up Pasadena football team shout out to Patrick for actually even asking me to be a part of Pasadena football team shout out to Andrew Ben man the owner
Uh, shout out to my coaches, Mitch, Coach Josh. You know, I fuck with y'all the way I fuck with y'all. Y'all cool with my book, you know. And uh, yeah, I love being a general manager. I never thought that I would have the opportunity uh, to be a part of something like that. And I love football, man. I really do. It's my favorite sport. I love watching college ball, high school ball, NFL. You know, it is what it is. So I don't play, but, you know, being a part on the back end, I love it, man. And I wouldn't trade that for nothing. Right. Yeah, and I think people got to realize that, too, is you're, you're one half of that relationship, right? You're going through exactly, you, you know, you're feeling the same way he's feeling, too, whether it's, damn, you know, what if... Can we make this work again? It's not just going one way. It goes both ways in any relationship. And after the relationship, that happens as well. So, you know, for people to be trying to put everything on you, and, you know, from what I've seen, um, you know, I'm not really getting his point of view of things, but, you know, as a man, I understand what he's going through. Um, but, you know, being your friend and seeing your side, I understand, um, you know, I understand the hurt, man, and there's hurt there. There's hurt. Anytime, anytime you put that long into somebody, it's going to be, love and emotions attached and with love and emotions attached comes the pain man because that's that's real love man and, and there was definitely real love in that relationship the little time that i saw y'all together um you could see it you know you had your up and downs but you know you always seem to work it out and, and make it happen for each other and um you know it, it ends how it ends and uh, as far as you being a gym as pasadena man i know some of y'all were bagging on me last week um felt like i was i was bagging on women's sports and Man, that's, that's not what it is at all, y'all. We got a woman general manager. Um, you know, I want to see women succeed in the industry. I know, um, um, you know, it's a lot of female coaches getting hired out there in the NFL and the NBA, um, female general managers, female accountants. Um, you, know, you know, personnel decisions are really coming down to females, man, because sometimes when you play the game, you don't see it as well as people that don't play the game because your emotions get involved with the game itself. And uh, sometimes it's kind of good to have that outside view looking in the, the level-headedness um that that females can bring to to sports and um so you know as far as you being a part of you know pasadena i think that's a great thing um you and gene you know are a big part of uh, of the team and um you know at the end of the day all we do is send players in and bring players out you guys do a lot of behind the scenes shit. oh um, man you guys do a lot too i mean definitely <laughs> respect what you guys do out right. on the field you guys have a lot of talent and I see the way that you guys coach these guys. They're coachable. You see where they can fix mistakes, and you're out there telling them where they can fix it, and they're fixing it. So, right. I mean, it, it, it's you guys, too. You guys are actually dedicated to the program. You guys definitely make a difference, and uh, I just love what I see out there, man, for real. Yeah, man, it's fun to be a part of. Um, you know, it's been a big blessing for me to, to be able to go out and get these guys respect and earn their respect and uh, have them perform for me on the field and, and uh, make my job easier, make me look good, and... Um, at the end of the day, um, do big things for the city of Pasadena, um, which is, you know, not my hometown, but it's our owner's hometown. And, uh, you know, he had the heart to bring us on, so we're going to go ahead and do our best and try to represent for him Rose as gang. best as we can, man. Rose Gang, Pasadena, big up, man. But, uh, yeah, so uh, what what got you into football? What what Where did the love start? Was it your ex? Was it before that? Was it family? How, how did all that come about? Uh, man, I've been a football fan since I was a baby, and a lot of that really came from my dad. He was a big Raiders fan. Every Sunday, he would have the Raiders game going on. He would have me sitting next to him and telling me what's going on. So that's really where my love came from. I've been a Raiders fan since I was a JIT, man. So, I mean, I, I've always loved the sport. That's been my favorite sport. I never played it, of course, but, you know, just a, a hobby of mine. Um, and then it, it got a little bit deeper in high school when I used to go 
to the high school games, and then I would watch college ball, and then I would watch NFL Monday, Thursday. It was just, I consumed my life with football at one point. So, right. I mean, my love really grew for it throughout high school and in middle school. And, yeah, man, I mean, I, I've always been a fan. I always kept up with the players. And, you know, shout out my guys, Raider. Don't, don't sleep on the gang, you know. We, we, we coming back. We yeah, got, some, we gonna we got see. a great lineup coming. So, we're we going to see what they do this season, man. Man, that's a tough division you guys are in. Like I said last week, man, Patty Mahomes. They got Russ over there now. Justin Herbert is obviously doing his thing over here in L.A. So uh, we'll see how the Raiders do up in that division, man. But as somebody that's seen and watched all three levels of football, whether it be high school, college, or NFL, man, what, what's what's the most exciting for you? And even semi-pro, we'll say four levels of football. What's the most exciting for you to watch? What what what's like what if you had like what position? No, not like what level of football is the most exciting for you to watch? Honestly, I can't lie, I really like to watch college ball, and um, shout out to Alabama, you know, that's my team. My, I'm an uh, Oklahoma fan. So uh, roll Tide to the end of me. But yeah, I mean, a lot of guys that I watched in um, Bama actually went pro, so I mean, that's my right. favorite thing, watching guys go from high school players and developing their craft and saving, turning them to, turning them into a hell of a player, you know, and then they go pro and they go crazy. Go crazy. I mean, Bama produces a lot of NFL athletes every year consistently, yeah. so there's Clemson and a few other schools, but... I think Bama had 12, 12 guys go out last year. They lost a big chunk of their team, but... Um, oh, yeah, but I mean, that's a, a great thing. for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, college ball for me is fun to watch. I, I feel like because in high school, I mean, you got people that are still learning their craft, mm -hmm. uh, you know, trying to perfect it. You know, usually the best players are just those freak athletes that are just, they just got something different, you know. But then you get to college and you got guys that are, right, that are trying college. to make it, right. It's, it turns into, you know, you were the big fish in, in this little pond somewhere in fucking Kansas or Texas. Yep. And you were the big dog. And now you with other big dogs from California, from, from New York, Chicago, you know, wherever you're from. And now you all competing for you know, like I said, it's 53 men on the roster. Only 12 made it out yep. to and, the NFL. And that, so that, that, that college level is something yeah. crazy, man. Like just like Josh was saying, you could be a star in high school. You get to that college level, and you're you're competing against right. athletes that have that same skill set exactly. that can do the same stuff as you. So yeah. making it out of there is it's, it's great, man. Yeah. I love to see it. It raises the competition level around around the sport within yourself, man. And that's why only the truly the truly greatest get 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 um get to the big leagues. Um, you know, even those fifth, six-round picks, hey, you got picked. At the end of the day, you know, it's only 100 and, or not 199, however many picks there are, 200-some picks. And uh, you're one of, the, one of those 200 that get picked every year out of the thousands of, or millions of players that play college ball um, all three levels, and, you know, that's something to say for yourself. So, uh, and, you know, whether you're a six-round pick or you're a first-round pick, that shit don't matter. You know, you got Peyton Manning, that's considered one of the greatest, who went number one. And you got Tom Brady, who's considered one of the greatest uh, who, who win number 199. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's about time for him great, to wrap man. it up. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's going to wrap it up after this year once he wins another chip. He, Honestly, I think it's time out. for Patrick Mahomes to shine. That's a young cat that's really, you know, um, I, I have a lot of respect for that man, even though he doesn't play for my team or anything like that. Yeah, he, he plays in my own division. You know, I have no business being a fan of his, but I just have to respect a good game when I see it. And I really think Patrick Mahomes, the young cat that he is, I just... I want to see where his career goes. Um, pretty, pretty disappointed in Henry Ruggs, man. The shit that happened with him. Yeah, man, that's a sad story. Because that that was a great guy too that I was watching for a long time. Uh, really wanted to see where his career went, and it got cut short a little bit. So. Yeah, Ruggs was a he was a monster at Alabama. Came to the league, and uh, 
definitely was uh, you know doing all right for the Raiders. Had that the speed, that, that unteachable speed. Um, you know, then you know you make a mistake. He made a mistake in Vegas, and now he's uh, doing his time for it. Um, we'll see if he ever comes back to the league. Um, the way it's shaping up now, it probably doesn't look like it. Um, but yeah, I man, Harry Royce was for sure a monster. Um, all the homies abused him on Madden. I don't know. <laughs> the homies, just, hey, anybody with 99 speed on Madden crazy. is drafted on Madden, bro. Crazy. The homie goes third round in fantasy drafts on Madden, and I never seen nothing like it. But uh, speed kills, literally. Uh, I think he learned that the hard way, man. But um, yeah, Henry was something different. Uh, the Alabama program is something different. Um, coach Saban is, is up there, you know, probably the greatest college football coach of all time, um, and, and for sure one of the greatest um, just overall football coaches of all time. Uh, up there, you know, Urban Meyer, Belichick, Bill Parcells, uh, Jimmy Johnson, um, you know, Coach Andy Reid, man, he's got a, he's got Patrick for nine more years or whatever on his contract. So uh, the Chiefs can do big things, man. You know, they had that one Super Bowl run. Uh, they finally got over the Patriots to get to the Super Bowl and, um, you know, ended up winning it and uh, went back the next year and lost. Uh, they lost a big part of that Super Bowl winning team, though. Um, you know, the Honey Badger's gone. Tyreek is gone now. He's in Miami with Tua, uh, another Alabama product. So, uh, I don't know, man. The Chiefs, I think they're going to they're gonna downfall. I don't I don't see them. Uh, they'll always be playoff. Anytime you got Patrick Mahomes in the backfield, I think you're going to be a playoff contender. Um, he's just one of those quarterbacks that is special and, and, you know, can make plays with his arm for sure, with his feet. Um, you know, his feet are, I feel like, are a silent killer because he's not as fast as Lamar or, you know, but he's, uh, he's elusive in that pocket and uh, if he needs to, you know, he can break for, you know, 20, 30 yards on a run. So uh, we'll see how the Chiefs do, man. I don't think they're going to do too good. I think Denver wins that division. I think uh, the Chiefs sneak in in a wild card, and I don't, I don't think they make it past the first round. Let's so, talk about Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Devontae to Adams to the Raiders was crazy. <laughs> um, it's a homecoming for Devontae, linking up with Derek Carr. They play together at Fresno State. Uh, shout out to the Bulldogs up there up north. Uh, that's a really good. That's a really good program in California, man. Um, I think he was tired of Aaron Rodgers. I mean. Who wouldn't get tired of Aaron Rodgers? I mean, look, Devontae led the league in, in touchdowns, right? He was up there in receptions, so he was getting fed the ball. But at the end of the day, the work he had to put in to get that, because when you're the only receiver on the team and every team you're playing against knows your quarterback's only going to throw to you, I feel like that adds a lot of pressure. It, it requires a lot of extra effort, whereas he's going to go to the Raiders now, and, you know, they got athletes across the field. You know, they got um, – Josh Jacobs in the backfield is a monster. That was my fantasy pick last year. Uh, they got Hunter Renfro, who's, you know, the silent Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type. Um, you know, Devontae's out there. They got uh, Darren Waller at tight end. You know, you don't really want to leave him one-on-one with the back because he's just going to burn him. You don't want to leave him one-on-one with the cornerback because then he's just going to fucking outbody him. Um, so, you know, he's going he's gonna to be able to get some one-on-ones and make some plays. Down there in Vegas and uh, wherever they wherever they're traveling to for their away games this year, um, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a, a great player down there. Surprised to see him go, but uh, happy to see him leave because uh, fuck Green Bay. Uh, I don't like the Packers. Um, I don't know. It's just some about I, I really don't like Aaron Rodgers. Is what it is. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's some about his aura that he feels he's just the man and 
he hasn't won a Super Bowl in 12 years. So to me, it's like, man, you know, you have all these regular season stats, all this shit. You talked all those shit years about how what was going to happen if the NFC Championship ever came to Lambeau. Two years in a row, they had the number one seed and lost at home in Lambeau in the frozen tundra, man. Um, so, yeah, to me, I just don't like Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't think he's a top five quarterback all time. I don't even think he's a top ten quarterback all time. Um, you know, not even just his championships, just his his being and, and not, you know, not being a teammate kind of guy. And, uh, you know, he'll be a Hall of Famer, and uh, kudos to him for that. I'm sure he'll be a first ballot because he is one of the best throwers of the football, you know, to ever be born. And I'll never deny I'll never deny he's a great player. Um, but as far as his persona, I just can't fuck with it. Um, so Devontae leaving there, I think he's going to be a breath of fresh air. You know him and him and Derek got to get back on that wavelength that they had in, mm. at uh. That man Derek got to really Fresno. show me something because I'm kind of losing my faith in the bro. A lot of people lie. are. I, I mean, after he broke his leg in what 2016, I think. Yeah, I think it was, was 16. It 16. I mean, he came back and he did pretty well. You know, he performed. His stats talk a lot, but I think he's thrown for like 4,000 yards every year since then. He, he's really he's not a bad he's quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback, and those are hard to come by. There's maybe only 20 in the league that are true franchise quarterbacks, and he falls in that category. I feel like the division he's in maybe has been bad. Obviously, before the Raiders got to Vegas, they were in Oakland. Their owner didn't really want to spend money on the stadium. He didn't want to spend money on players. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you get to that Vegas market and it's just you and a hockey team, you're going to dominate that market. That money's going to come in. That gambling money's going to come in. I wasn't really a huge life. fan of them going to Vegas, honestly. I mean, let's really think about it. Those are young guys, and think about what Vegas has to offer, right? So just like the things that have been going on, Henry Rose is not the only player that uh, fell victim to the little things that go on in Vegas, you know, the drinking, right. the driving. So it's like... That just happened to Marshawn yesterday. He yeah. got arrested for DUI. And uh, so that just shows, man, you're not invincible no matter who you are, especially in... Uh, in Sin City, man, we got some stories from Vegas. Oh wait, let's not talk about Vegas. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that, man. That's, that's but yeah, I mean, man. I feel like Vegas is just not a not a place where you take young athletes who have all this money now and, and, and that it's, are new it's, it's to, money to it's, it's, right. Yeah, it's hard to keep them focused. I think they should have came back to LA where they were for a minute. You know, it's not their original home, but LA is always home to the Raiders, if you ask me. And easier to keep you focused here, I think. And, you know, a little bit less Sin City and a little a lot more. You know, good old Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, man. L.A. was a little packed, though, you know. You got the Chargers fighting for their fans right now. Ram. Really, we can kick the Rams out and the Chargers out. Yeah, they could both, hey, for me, they could both go. New England come over here. Oh, fuck never, the Raiders. never, never, never. But uh, to me, I think the owner should have just, you know, it's that money that he forked over. I know the city helped them a lot to build the, the, the beautiful stadium they got in Vegas right now. Oh, it's gorgeous. But, um, you know, if they could have done that in Oakland, I feel like that fan base... Was all theirs, but they were sort of getting pushed out by the Warriors. You know, the Warriors. P fans are going to go where teams are successful. Yeah. Right? L.A. is the same thing, right? When nobody, when the Lakers weren't doing good and Kobe left, everybody came over to the Dodger train, right? Everybody wanted to be a Dodger fan because the Dodgers were going to the World Series. But, you, you know, they weren't around for, you know, the hard years between, fuck, forever and forever when we were trash, you know, and uh, not making playoffs every year and, fighting for divisions, you know, everybody was a Laker fan, and then uh, people are going to go where success goes, so, you know, I, I feel them as far as leaving Oakland, um, you know, the A's are starting to get better, you know, 
and uh, you know the Warriors really made a statement up there in the Bay Area, um, winning three out of four, just won one last year. So uh, I think it, I think it was a good move uh, personally. Like I said, if you can go to a city where you're gonna dominate a fan base, you're gonna where you really have a monopoly over everybody. Um, I think that that's ideal. And and Vegas is a big city, man. People people outside of the U.S. think about cities in, in in the United States. They say New York, they say L.A., and they say Vegas. You know what I mean? So it it, it was a city deserving of a team. Um, not just a hockey team that you know does great every year, but a football team for sure, and uh, maybe a, a baseball team in the future if the Angels decide to, to head over to Vegas and get out of uh, Anaheim. Yeah, I'm a, this is the real podcast and zones. Oops. <laughs> so we'll get into uh, um, the topic you brought up, which is double standards for uh, men and women as far as. I feel like across the board, uh, in relationships, in just general life, um, let's talk about it. Right. So, like, obviously the big one is, as a man, it's a big thing to have, which is actually one of the questions from Anonymous, which is, they wanted to know our body counts. Oh. I don't know if you want to release that information. Y'all is too into my business. Bro, my body count is low, though. Yeah. I can say that. My business, business, you live longer, man. That's the one information <laughs> I'm giving y'all. Definitely. Uh, if you know me, then uh, you know what mine is, man. Uh, zero. <laughs> uh, body count is zero, man, and I'm proud. And what? Um, if you know, you know. But, uh, yeah, double standards. Men are looked as uh, a better man, you could say, I guess. Like, if your body count's higher... Whereas women are looked as trash or like a slut or a whore if, if you have a high body count. So I don't see it that way to me. Fuck who you want to fuck. Um, at the end of the day, it's your body. If you want to, you know, obviously with sex, there's has to be, there's some sort of an emotional connection and that can linger on. Uh, if, if you have a bad partner, I feel like those vibes kind of linger on to you. And um, so you got to be kind of selective of who you do share that intimate moment with because it should be an intimate moment, right? That's what it was made to be. Um, other times, you know, sometimes people just fuck and they like to fuck and that, it is what it is. But uh, what's your view as far as people that say men having a high body count is, is okay, but women having it isn't? Oh, man. I feel like at the end of the day, my point of view is... I, I don't think it's cool to, for men to have high body counts either. I feel like at the end of the day, like you said, it, sh- it should be an intimate thing. And for a nigga to have 80 bodies is just crazy to me. Right. I feel like, and and really, realistically, you know, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking anybody. Do what you want with your body. I'm not trying to shame anybody. Nothing like that. At the end of the day, my whole viewpoint comes from a health standpoint. It's, it's really not healthy to have multiple partners back to back. It's really not healthy to be doing that kind of thing. That's kind of where disease comes from. That's right, kind of true. where... You know, a lot of that stuff comes from. So, I mean, me personally, I, I, I keep my body healthy. You know, my body is a temple. So, you'll never catch me doing stuff like that because at the end of the day, I, I like one partner. I'll stick to one partner. And, you know, I like, you know, I like for my sexual life to be intimate. I like to, you know, learn the person that I'm with and they learn me and, and keep it like that. I feel like that's healthier. Right. You got to think about it, too. If, if you've slept with five people in your life, let's say, right? Right, those five Damn, people. Damn, how you guess my body count? No, I'm just <laughs> right, you still have five people in your life. 
every your body that's your body count, but then what's each of theirs? Right. Right. If you slept with one, you know, in my in my circumstances, like if I slept with a girl who slept with ten guys before me, you know, now now you got to consider them and then all their bodies and all their bodies, and that's yep. just and it it's like a ends. fucking never ending tree, right? Because the shit always goes on. Somebody always fucks somebody, so that body count just grows and grows, and all that energy that they brought and all that shit, you know, is bringing on to you. Which is why I feel like you got to be selective in who you, and who you're doing it with. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you work at a strip club. Chewy. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Cheetahs Hollywood. Shout you know, out I Cheetahs. loved working there when I was there. Um, yeah, working at a strip club, you know, there it's a mixed feeling. Some people feel like strippers um, are, de- are degrading themselves by doing that. Other people feel like it's just work. At the end of the day, I worked in a strip club, you know. And honestly, the strip club really shaped my... She wasn't a stripper, by the way, guys. Oh, yeah, I'm That's not just a dancer. Clarify. She not a, she not, so don't be hitting me up telling, well, hey, I'm going to go to Cheetah's. How do I get in for free to go see Anna? She's not a stripper. Yeah, man, while I was there, I was a waitress. That's all. That's what it is. And I love my people up at Cheetah's, man. I, um, I still go down there and visit my people. But, yeah, realistically, the strip club kind of did uh, shape my perspective up a little bit because... You know, some of those girls became my homegirls, and I really see that they, they're able to separate their life from their job. Right. I mean, it, and it's not for everybody, you know. It's, it's to each their own. That's not something that I could do personally, you know. I'm just not big on showing everybody my stuff. I feel like that's just for me and my partner. Right. And I, I like to keep it special. That's just me, though. But, you know, it, it's nothing wrong with making your money. They make I mean, a lot yeah, of money. They make a lot of money, shit. I'll go shake my ass for a couple grand, too, every night. You would go shake uh, your ass for Hey, what? Hey, what? <laughs> Hey, bitches throw me three grand, I'll go shake some ass, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't give a fuck what nobody got to say, man. I didn't go to shit club till I was, um, whoo, I think I was 21, uh, maybe 22. First, I was always against them. I, I, I thought it was dumb to go throw money and not get anything in return. Um, ended up going to a shit club in Vegas, and then, you know, I go to a couple over here in L.A. with my friends, and, um... Yeah, we've been together. Yeah, we've been, and, uh, you know, I've, I've actually met some really, really cool girls from a strip club um i'm trying to be like josh and i hey what (laughs) uh but yeah i mean at the end of the day um you know they're just trying to make money and uh you know support themselves support their kids and if if, you know if that's the lifestyle they choose to live man who am i to judge man i don't live a perfect life you don't live a perfect life nobody listening to this podcast is out of perfect life um man money's money and, uh, you know, depending on how you believe, if that's how you got to go get it, that's how you got to go get it, man. I got stripper friends that, um, you know, I went to high school with that, uh, you know, she's trying to support her son. And, you know, she goes out there and, and shakes her ass and gets dollars. So, you know, I was you- actually having a conversation with somebody one day um, about prostitution and how they were trying to legalize prostitution. and how I saw that. Well, it's the- legal in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, it is legal and, in some states. And, and, and some states it is legal. And it's some, for some girls, you know, it's a difficult topic, right? Because you get girls that genuinely want to just fuck for money and, and make a living like that. And then you get girls that are forced into that through, yeah. you know, human trafficking, sex trafficking. And, and it's sad when you hear the stories about it. Um, I know, you know, we're being so close to Mexico and stuff. And, you know, we get a lot of that human trafficking stuff going on. And um, just being in the state that we're in with the amount of people we have, um, you know, stuff like that's bound to happen, you know, in our state or you know around us so it, to me it's a mixed topic because i don't it's, it's it's like it's like when gay marriage was a big topic right and no and it was you had you had both sides you had people that were with you you had people that weren't at the end of the day man if they want to marry a guy or a girl wants to marry a girl or 
they want to marry they, you know, whatever pronouns y'all want to use. Like I said, man, we don't judge on here. Um, you know, you should be able to. Um, me being religious, do I support that lifestyle? No. Um, do I think you should get married in a church? I don't think a church should do that. Um, it's it's not holy. Um, and I know that's a controversial opinion. Um, but it's not that I don't support the marriage. I just don't support it through a church because I don't think, I think it is a sin. Um, but man, you know, I've sinned in my life. I'm not perfect. Like I said, I go to strip clubs. I throw money, um, get dances, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a human. Um, I mean, on that, and I just want my little, you know, two cent to be known. Um, I really don't have any problem with anybody, you know, LGBTQ plus that community. I have a lot of respect for you guys, you know. Um, it's a tough community to be definitely, in, Definitely a tough community, man. Definitely a lot of politics that go on with that. Um, I don't really have any problem with it, man. If you love, love who you love, you know, I'm all about being happy and choosing what you want, what you want and what you think makes you happy. And at the end of the day, you know, it, this is your life to live. Just And that kind of falls into the whole prostitution thing. I know that um, definitely the mindset for a lot of people was that if you legalize it, then you, you decrease sex crimes. Right. On the flip side, you know, just like you said, there's people that's forced into it. So I, I feel like it's really a tough decision to make, um, a, a tough side to pick to stand on. So I don't know. I just thought that's kind of food for thought. I really don't even have a side because I'm, you don't really know what the outcome is going to be. Do you do you legalize it and does it actually have an effect on sex crimes? Right. Well, it's like like a, the same argument to be made about drugs, right? You know, a lot the the. The drug war that's been going on, you know, with, with Mexico and the rest of the world, but especially Mexico and the, car the amount of cartels they have. I love a good cartel. <laughs> Sell those drugs. <laughs> um, you know, but it's illegal now, but if you legalize them, then do those cartels falter, right? Do they go away because now anybody can go and buy whatever, heroin or... or but who do you blame, the supplier or, or the coke. person that is in demand? Yeah, well, that's the big argument. Like, I mean, that was always a big argument, like, even with... Like when it, when when we first started the drug war, right when Reagan was president, and we declared the war on, and he declared the war on drugs on live TV when he held up the pieces of, of crack that were found in the <laughs> yeah. right. The homie had the crack in his hand, <laughs> talking about this was found two days ago from a park across the street, right? We're we're going war on drugs, woo woo. Turn the camera off, and they probably smoked that shit because he was Ronald Reagan. Jeez, right. That's that's none of my business though, you know. Well, people in the White House are crazy, but um. You know, when we started that war on drugs, the narcos in, in Colombia, the Medellin cartel, mainly Cali okay. cartel, all of them, their argument was, all we're doing is supplying it, right? Yes. If, we, if we're if we making 200 kilos of it, right, you guys got to buy those 200 kilos, and who's buying it? The people in your country, right? I agree with that the, mindset. That shit was getting shipped over here, and, you know, the U.S. was the main consumer of drugs, and the U.S. right now is the main consumer of drugs. The heroin, the opioids... Everything we get from Mexico, people buy here, right? Whether it's pills, whether it's uh, shit you can shoot up, whether it's shit you snort. You know, marijuana is not really a big exporter now because it's legal here um, in most of the states. And it'll be legal in all 50 states in the next five years for sure. Um, it has its medicinal uses, obviously. Um, I have family that uses it. Um, I personally don't smoke, um, but I do use, like, CBD oils and all that, um, you know, for my back. Because, you know, I got back pain because I'm fat and shit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, so it, it, it's it. There is an argument to be made that um, if you legalize it, does it stop it? There's always going to be crime in the world. Definitely, crime's going to happen no matter what. People are going to find 
something to abuse at the end of the day to make money on. So, it, it, to me, it, it's, I mean, if you do legalize shit like that, then what kind of world do you live in where heroin's legal? Where, you know, you walk down the street and somebody can just get a fucking needle and shoot up, whether, you know, if it's front of elementary school, Definitely. you know? You know, uh, I mean, if you ask me, I think the war on crime was directed to the wrong people. It was really directed to the drug dealers. Right. When you guys should be trying to help the drug addicts. Now, let's talk about addicts because I have a few, well, I had a few in my family. Um, addiction is a crazy thing, man. Addiction is something that takes over. And once you're addicted to something, it doesn't become a choice anymore. It's a need. So, in order to fight the war on drugs, you have to be able to help the people who are addicted to drugs. I can't understand how you how people shame drug addicts. Yeah, don't try it because right. you might get addicted. But you know, some people do, and they. I think people shame them for that, for that first choice, right? Because you have a, when you first start any drug, you have a choice to say, I'm gonna do this drug, or I'm not gonna do this Absolutely. drug. Absolutely. Right, and the consequences that follow or will follow whether you get addicted to it or you don't get addicted to it right so I think that's what people kind of shame people on as well you decided to do it now you got to the point where you got to do a whole eight ball of coke to get even headed you know what I mean like they shame you for that but you know addiction is addiction is a sickness addiction is um, nothing to be played with man I've struggled with it myself um, I know people that struggle with it family members um, uh, it's a touchy topic, but at the end of the day, man, um, if you're addicted right now to something, man, you need help, man. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. Call the hotline, man. Message me, text me, man. I'll be here, you know, any time of day if you Definitely. feel like you need to talk to somebody about that because uh, it's a dark road to go down, and uh, it's, it's a dark road to, to get um, from out of. And, uh, you know, you see, all the, you hear all these stories, um of addiction that just goes haywire and you know these people are never the same or um people that even weren't addicted they just try a drug that they shouldn't have tried and it's ends up being like a bad drug or like laced, fentanyl, laced with fentanyl and or really something. be careful out in these streets what you're taking man like i'm not anybody to tell you don't take drugs don't do drugs do drugs whatever fentanyl is crazy it's killing people killing people and know? it's a micro dosage that, that will kills kill people you know just if you're taking a little hydrocodone that's that big and you know, a quarter of it's fentanyl. It's, it's a rat. Over. That's it. It's a rat. OBA. You see so, a lot of rappers, you know, dying right now. Man. A lot of young guys dying because yeah. they they're caught in that lifestyle. You know, drugs come with the lifestyle, whatever. Laced with fentanyl, not even Laced, knowing, right. and then they turn up. You know, it's just it's tough. It's just crazy, man. R.I.P. Jetty Youngin. I know he wasn't a he didn't get killed over addiction, but I know he got shot, man. R.I.P. to Jay. Uh, Juice World, man, always in our thoughts. Those are um. What's his face? What's his name? Lozan. Oh yeah. Yeah, R.P. Lozan, man. I know he went through a he went through the struggles too, man. R.P. to all the rappers that are out there, man. And shout out to the rappers that gave that shit up. Um, after seeing you know their homies, whether they be on their record label or just people they featured with on songs, seeing them go down, man. For sure, Dylan said Mac Miller, man. R.P. to Mac. That was a great man. He was doing big things um, in his life um, behind the scenes for everybody. Um, R.I.P. Mac, um, you know, shit. Even the old artists, Whitney, Michael. Man, man legends, legends, legends in the game, man. Um, you know, having drugs, taking them out, um, you know, shortening their lives, and at the end of the day, you know, ultimately robbing us of, of uh, you know, their great talents, man. We want to see them live long. We want to see them release music. We want to see them 
release you know whatever movies or whatever man we want we want them to be around um i know you know i'm a big weekend fan i know he struggled with you know his coke addiction i think he's still going through it um you know lean and pills and all that um i'm a big weekend fan so i hope he's around for a long time um you know i don't want to be in five years you know listening to posthumous music um yeah and uh yeah man but the, the music world is actually really crazy man uh, if you think about it the the lifestyle that comes the music that we listen to nowadays right it's like you're not gonna pop off in a song you know and as far as hip-hop is concerned you're not gonna pop off in a song if you're not talking about I popped this I drank this scissor I drank this fucking whatever I was I was uh you know high as fuck off of whatever I was cooked out I feel like you know a song is not gonna pop if at, if at one bar they're not mentioning that and that's really sad right music shouldn't be like that um, artists should be able to really express how they feel and sometimes you get artists that you know they came they came through they were raised around it and that kind of made them into the artists they were right and you appreciate that art and, and you understand the struggle they go through and um, you know so you, sometimes you can relate to their music when you've gone through those kind of battles that they've gone through but uh, it's, it's sad the way the music industry turned into, and really Hollywood in general, turned into this life of drugs and, and, and you know, obsessive amounts of alcohol just to, just to try to get through the day. Yeah, it's a right? hype thing. It's, and it's all, it's all a hype thing, right? You should be able to, right? My mom doesn't drink. For those of you that know my mom, my mom has had, my mom had one taste of alcohol. She flew first class. This was before I was born. She was, I think she told me she was like 24, 25 or something. And uh, she hadn't drank because she grew up with abusive parents. Uh, my grandma was abusive. My grandpa was a heavy drinker and he also did drugs. He was locked away and all that. So she grew up, you know, seeing alcohol on the house, seeing how it turned in, how it turned people, how it changed their mood. So she was like, I'm never going to drink. I'm never going to do that. Um, never did it around me, but she was on a plane flying to. Where is she flying? I want to say she was flying to Kentucky or something to go visit family. She was first class, and they brought her champagne, and uh, she had asked for ginger ale. Oh, man. <laughs> and she drank the champagne, and as soon as it hit the tongue, she was like, man, I spit it out. And that was the only time she had ever had a taste of alcohol. Um, I think I remember you telling me. Yeah, yeah. yeah the only yeah. time she had ever had a taste of alcohol. And, uh, you know, I'm a drinker. Um, not, every, not, a, not every day. But, you know, I like to have a, a couple brews now and then. Man, fun fact, uh, me and Josh went back-to-back on the Casadores bottle and finished the whole thing. Whole bottle. <laughs> back we to finished back. the whole bottle. Between the two of us. Man, we, I was fucked up that night. I was really fucked up that night. But it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I got home, <laughs> I remember I got home, opened the door, went to the bathroom, splashed my face, and I was like, yeah, bro, just go to sleep. I think I put a water bottle by the bed, and I was out. <laughs> I was out and uh iconic moments man. I, yeah man me and Otto has some good moments but that was a that was a good night man that was that really um man that really solidified our friendship that night oh for real yeah because I just uh, met Josh recently yeah, uh, through Patrick I'm pretty sure through I mean yeah through B.O.B through B.O.B through yeah, B.O.B yeah, like I said man a lot of friendships that came out of this for me um people that I hope you know never leave my life and it was like um like I said in the first podcast you know these last two years for me um were kind of rough I lost really close people in my life um they didn't die or nothing but just you know um <laughs> they didn't die or nothing <laughs> i mean because you know i had to clarify that they didn't yeah. die or nothing but i mean i mean they died to me um but uh 
to me, I just look at it as, you know, God taking the people that needed to, that didn't need to be in my life out and uh, bringing people that, that were looking to do better for themselves um, in. And I know you're, you're really one of those person, man. You'll be on your grind, you know, out there stacking your chip, getting money, um, making sure, you know, you're right, people around you are right. Um, I think that's something that really um, attracted people who are going to take the wrong way. But attracted me to your your aura of persona. Um, I saw a lot of myself in you of making sure everybody around you was good before you make sure yourself was good. And I feel like I'm a person that's like that as well. Um, so, but yeah, man, we got really close that night. Um, none of that freaky shit, y'all fucking weirdos are gonna be yeah, on. Bro, uh, no, nothing that. This is my this is hard girl. Just like it's like my little sister, man. Um, that's what I view her as. I'm a big sister. Nah, she thinks she is. She got knocked out though. <laughs> Right, I'm mean, taking my knife and shit. Josh can't move quick enough to catch me. You, you think I can? <laughs> you think I can? But you haven't seen me need to move. When I need to move, what did I say? I, got, I see you on the football field. You hey, be moving nice, but sometimes man, when I when gone. I feel like I need to move, I'm gonna be gone. Man, like I always tell people, I don't gotta be the fastest. I just gotta be the slowest. Oh, right, because yeah, the slowest gonna get took. I'm, I'm out still, of there. I still, yeah, I'm, bro, I'm gone. Definitely out of there. Did you see um the day that? Shout out to DJ. He was mic'd up, and he came off the field, and I ran from him. You know, I I didn't watch him mic'd up, but that's because, shout out to DJ, by the way, brand new member of B.O.B. We just got him for the Vegas tournament. Yes, um, sir. I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of that mic'd up. Oh, okay. No, yeah, so. To me, it's, I mean, man, I don't really even watch games in general, and I think that week was just a bad, that was the week I gave up a sack, right? Was I that, think so. That, yeah, yeah I, I, was, I was in a bad mood yeah, that whole really day. Yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't given up a sack with Pat for five years, and that day I just felt like I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't block anybody. I ain't gonna fucking lie to you guys, man. I had a horrible day. My feet were wrong. I felt like my strength wasn't there. Um, I led my team uh, to a loss. Uh, oh, don't say that. I wouldn't <laughs> say you led the team to a loss, man. It's a but team. But I was a, I was a part. No, it was a team, but uh, it, it was too. a win that we definitely needed. So um, it was a it was a tough day for me. So yeah, when I got home and I knew he was mic'd up, and then they uploaded the video a couple of days oh, later, yeah. I was over it. But I did come back that next week and throw a grown man. I did come back the next week and throw Pancake a grown man. Pancake thing, did like a little boy. Ooh. Man, I was on the sideline going up. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. So uh, hey man, it's not about how if you get knocked down, man, get back up, go and be great. That's what I told myself uh, when I got home that night. I said, man. Um, I, I take the football shit really serious. And I love that. I man. take that awesome. shit really serious because if I'm going to commit my time, my effort, my gas into something, man, I want to give it 100%. Because if not, it's not, I'm just wasting my time. So, you know, when, I, as, when I'm talking flag football, um, and, you know, it's my job to make sure, you know, my quarterback, which is Pat right now, doesn't get hit, I take that as a very serious job to make sure that he has the time, to make sure he has the time to throw the ball, to the receivers that we have, you know, and uh, when that's my sole job, you know, along with, you know, catching the ball if we need it or doing that, and, and, and I fail at it, I really take that to, take it to me, it hits for home. It hits hard because that's the one thing I'm trusted to do, and when I can't do it, I feel like I let my team down, I let my quarterback down, and I most of all, I let myself down. Um, but yeah, man, it was a big bounce back. So, um, and that is one thing I can say about Josh. You know, that day I really did get to see the kind of passion that he has for the game. That's the type of passion that I love to see. I love to see, 
you know, guys come out, take it serious, and have fun with it as well. You know, when, when you have a bad game, you know, taking that personal, that's okay sometimes, and that's how you get better, you know? You 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 see where you right. messed up at, and then you know for the yeah. next game, don't not to do it again. Yeah, when you can acknowledge your mistakes and improve on them, um, this is just in life, not even just football. When you can acknowledge your mistakes as a person in life and, and do something to fix them, it makes you a better yes, person. Sir. It makes you somebody people want to be around that's not going to say, hey, like, I fucked up, but next time that's not going to happen again. That's going to make you better in life. It's going to make you a better father, a better a better mother, a better son, daughter, um, and, you know, in my case, a, a better uh, football player, um, which is what I tried to be, man. I want to be the... The, the greatest guy on the field um, and I want to be the best at what I do um, whether it's for just a little ass tournament uh, in Santa Fe Springs or whether it's for a national tournament in, in Tampa we got coming up um, you know when we go eight on over there I want to make sure my quarterback's protected whether it be whether it be Link or whether it be Pat um, I want to make sure that you know they got time um, to throw the ball and, and, and uh, you know when I look back at the game I know I gave it my all and if we lost they you know, sometimes the score doesn't work out in your favor, so you can't really, you know, you can't affect, like you said, you can't affect every outcome of the game, but I can't affect what happens to Josh and what happens to my quarterback. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I try to I try to, to master what I do and um, instill that in the players that I coach at Pasadena. Um, you know, make sure they know, hey, man, you miss a play, you miss a sack, you miss a tackle, it's the next, it's the next play. Forget about that shit. You really got to have, in this sport, you really gotta have short-term memory loss, and with all the head shits <laughs> that we have, it's kind of good. Cause I mean, shit, you know, head short-term memory loss comes with football. Oh uh, man, you gotta have it to be great. Concussions uh, are too crazy. Be safe. Okay. Crazy, yeah, man. Be safe, man. The tackle with, don't tackle like this. <laughs> you can't. The podcast can't hear, but if you on live, don't tackle with your hand, man. You don't know, fuck around. I end up like me with seven concussions, man, uh, cause I was just throwing crazy. myself out there. And uh, looks like we got some questions on here. <laughs> Lonzo said he wants to buy you a drink. No, yeah, shout uh, up, man. man. Shout up. So I get a drink too, or what the fuck? Are you even still in here? No, just me. Oh, fuck it, just autumn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So you know, just want to be great, man. That's all I want to be. I want me to be great. Um, I definitely think you said something that sparked my interest. Um, in general, being able to own up to your mistakes, I think that separates a lot of people. Um, a lot of us are grown, but a lot of us can't act grown. And I think at the end of the day, being able to See where you're wrong at. See where you're making mistakes. Acknowledge it. Apologize where apologies are due, and uh, try to move on. It it really comes down to the to what happens after that. If you ask me, right. if if you can acknowledge your wrongs, that's big. But what's even bigger is being able to move forward and not make those same mistakes. I think that's definitely something that I try to do it in my own life. And uh, I know I'm not perfect. I know I make mistakes. I definitely try to own up to it. And I'm working on being able to do better and stop making the same mistakes. Right. And I think I've done a good, a hell of a no, job. Good. It's, so a, it's, it's a process. It's it's something that, you know, you have to work on and you have to be willing to work on. Um, just like, you know, when you're recovering from addiction or from alcoholism, you know, the first step is, is acceptance, right? And you have to accept that, yeah, I fucked up. But now you have to say, okay, now how am I going to make it better? How am I going to make sure it doesn't happen again? How am I going to improve myself and, you know, try not to put myself in that situation yeah. anymore? And, uh, you know, some players on the field that can't do that. Some players drop a ball and, and, and that's it. They're done for the day, you know, because they're so used to catching everything or, um, 
you know, some players have a bad game and they're never the same after that. Um, you know, they, they either they don't feel worthy or they're just so frustrated with themselves that they let it out on everybody else. I feel like that comes down to adaptability too as yeah. well. Like you have to be coachable and adaptable and if you have a bad game and you can't adapt then are you really an athlete? Right. And that's part of being an athlete. Being an athlete isn't just being a physical specimen, right? Whether it's being super fast, super strong, super big. Being an athlete comes with, with the mental aspect of it, right? Because the mental aspect in sports is such a big part of it. You know, 85% of the game is mental. Literally. Right? Knowing plays. Um, you believing know, in yourself. Believing in yourself. Believing in your team. Believing in the six, you know, seven, five other people, whatever, how many other people are on the field. Believing in them is a big aspect of it. Knowing that, okay, like if my quarterback throws the ball here, that guy's going to catch the ball. That guy's going to make it happen. If he throws it there or if this guy gets hurt and the next guy's up, you know, that guy's going to catch the ball. And I feel like B.O.B. is really separate as a team compared to other teams because I feel like we really do have a, a next man up mentality. You know, when we have the numbers and tournaments to do it, and you and and the accountability on B.O.B. is really crazy. Um, even when we got, you know, what we would consider our star players, when they drop a ball, the first thing they do is tap themselves out and somebody else gets in, right, no matter who they are. They, and I feel like that's really a big part of the players we try to bring on the team and, um, you know, the, the people that we decide to bring in to our group, man, is that you got to be able to be accountable for yourself, for your actions, for your mistakes, and for your glories. We're going to celebrate with you, but... If you fuck up, we're going to get on you too. But we're going to get on everybody. You know, I'm, I get on people. People get on me. Pat gets on me. If he's like, Josh, you should have known. You should have done this. I'm like, yeah, bro, my bad, my bad. I'm going to work on it at this part, right? We was, you know, for me, it was my first time being able to catch the ball in the leagues we were playing in. Yeah. So I had to learn of, okay, if, if you know, the time runs out on the block, you know, you got to turn around, boom, be ready for that ball to be right there. That was being, you know, flexible, being adjustable. Knowing, okay, hey, that time clock's in your head. Turn around. Pat probably needs to throw. If he hasn't let the ball go by now, he probably needs to throw it to you, Josh. So that was me, you know, having to learn on the spot and trying to get better and better at it every week. And, um, yeah, like Lonzo said, man, just keep swimming. Go on to the next play. That's all you can <laughs> Shout do. Shout out to my boys, though. Man, Lonzo just want to be on the podcast every so fucking week. Bad. So bad. <laughs> but that, that man, Lonzo... I met him not too long ago, but that that that's my guy. He's funny. That's my guy, man. I knew Zell since. Uh, he's a, he's hilarious. We played at we played at Compton together, and uh, the story of how we met was really funny. It was, I went to, um, I had offers out of high school, but I ended up going to Compton because I was a fucking idiot, and uh, I went there and I didn't know anybody, um, like I really knew nobody, and I was, every day I would just kind of go by myself. I'd go home, and. Um, I'd go home and just, you know, do whatever and then go back and go to practice because I was there to play football. Um, you know, made my made my name on the team, you know, became a starter. And um, Josh is that nigga. <laughs> Even though he's not know, a nigga, he that right. nigga. And, man, you know, <laughs> made myself, you know, I, I, you know, it's something I'm good at and I'm proud to be good at it and I'm proud to, to, to be able to, to show my abilities to people. And, um, but yeah, we was. I remember one day. I think we were. They were sitting outside at the tables, and it was, it was Lonzo. It was, um, it was Roro. It was Chimichanga. It was Mike, <laughs> and uh, some. There was a couple people there, man. I just went up to the table, you know, started chatting it up, did all this, whatever, woo woo and shit. 
And I was like, you guys want to come back to my house, play some Madden, get some pizzas? You know, because I was like the only one that had a car. And none of these no niggas, shade. None of these <laughs> niggas drive. No shade, though. No shade. None of these come niggas on. drove, but I had the car. And that was it, man. We came to my house. We stopped at Little Caesars, got like five pizzas. And we ran Madden tournaments at my house. Harold, yeah, Harold was there. That's who it was. Harold was there. Y'all been boys. And, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, just the connection was just there. So every day we, we would go, we'd meet up. We'd meet up at school because we had classes together. And then, like, our classes would end at, like, whatever, 11 and shit. Practice was until, like, 2.30. And we just go to my house, fucking eat pizzas, get wings, do all that shit, play Madden, talk shit, um, blow niggas out on Madden like I do, you already know. And uh, go back to practice and just, you know, practice. And, and we really bonded and became a brotherhood. You know, my my mom, Zoe got really close to my mom because he was always around. Um, ended up bringing up to my Latino friend group and he intertwined with them really well and uh, calls himself Dominican. He's on, when any time he's on the east side of the HP railroad tracks, he would take a lot of naps. You also did some. You also did some other weird ass shit. I'm not gonna talk about. Uh-oh, uh-oh, you also did some other weird ass shit. We're not gonna talk about. But uh-oh. you've admitted to me. But we're not gonna talk about it. Actually, before I, as I say that, I want to shout out to Mondo, just because I haven't shouted to him on the other two podcasts and he keeps <laughs> pitching at me. So shout out to Mondo at the one hour one minute mark. Shout out to you, man. Mondo's been my brother since high school. Uh, even though he wouldn't let me in his little fucking clique in high school because they were the cool kids. Um, he ended up being a uh, fucking nobody, but uh, <laughs> nah, that's my boy though. I love Mondo, man. His kids, I love his kids, even though they're fucking ugly. Um, Whoa. Nah, I'm just kidding. Love those kids too, man. Uh, hope to see them soon. But man, shout out to you. Um, you've been a real one for sure through high school, and I appreciate your friendship um, every day, uh, checking on me and whatnot. Um, but yeah, man, that's how me, Zun, and uh, and Russ really became friends. And then I found out Russ went to the same elementary school as me. We went to Perchy and Gardena, case. and uh, yeah, we were, I got I got you know I got kicked out of Perchy. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> first grade, I was in, I went to Perchy. How did you get kicked out of school? I, first grade. Because I was a fucking demon. I went to, I went to Perchy for kindergarten and first grade. First grade, the problem was not even gassing myself up. I was so smart. No. I, right, I, mean, I was so smart. That the shit we were learning was boring to me. That's how I was. Right? Learning. So I would fuck with the other kids. Like, I'd fucking, like, throw shit at them and, or, like, fucking take their pencils and shit. One time I stole an eraser from the teacher and I threw it at her. Anyway, I was a badass <laughs> little kid, right? Yeah, because you got uh, the work. I was the same way I got the work done and would run my mouth and get in all kind of trouble. But Perchy didn't have a gifted program. So you were just on a regular curriculum for the whole time, right? So what they ended up doing was I would finish my work in class. We'd get we go to school at like whatever eight twenty one or some weird ass time. I'd be done at like ten, and I'd be over the shit already. So they would send me to the principal's office, <laughs> and they would give me like fourth grade worksheets, like as a first grader. Sweet. And I would sit in the principal's office with her. It was it was it wasn't her name was like Miss Johnson or Russ. Do you know what the principal's name was from from Perchy? I think we had the same principal. She was a black lady. She had like um she had. It was a fucking, it was a wig, but hey, <laughs> I, 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 she had a wig, but uh, she would sometimes <laughs> on like Wednesday she would go and do like a. <laughs> I know, I remember the whole shit, bro. I remember it was it was like on Wednesdays she would go and walk to every classroom and check in, right? It was only a couple of classrooms. Here come the wigs. And uh, right, nah, here come the keys. Oh, you heard man. them keys before you heard anything, but 
I couldn't stay in the office without her. So I would go on these tours with her, right? So one time, I was mad. I think I, I think my, my dad had came over the night before, and we were arguing because I was fucking up in school. and he, I, Whatever. I was mad. I was a mad little kid. And uh, I got a rock. We had, like, a, like a nursery. And uh, so I grabbed the rock from there. And then I let her walk ahead a little bit, and I threw that shit at her head. Oh. Dead. Right? Hit the wig, everything. Shit fell off. It was crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, the wig would have fell hey. off. Hell, she would have killed me. Bro, she would have killed me. Every bro, everywhere. Anyway, so I threw the rock at her head, bro. Oh, my God. I got in so much trouble. She called my mom. My mom had to get off work. My mom and dad came to the principal's office. Got expelled from elementary school as a first grader, right? <clears throat> they made me go. Uh, I had to go down here, down the street over here. I ended up going to Lamita Magnet for second grade. Um, I was born December 13th, so I started school late. So no school was able to hold me back because then I was going to be behind two years. But I was too smart to be behind two years. And then my I was, and I was too old to be behind just because of my birthday. They got that weird cutoff date and shit. Definitely. And um, so I'm going to Lamita Magnet for second grade. Second grade was the same shit. I was a badass little kid. I threw my sandal at the fucking teacher. Or no, I threw my shoe at the teacher, my second grade teacher. And then he threw a sandal at me. The teacher, the teacher threw a sandal? Sand- this was like after months of us going like... I, I was a... I fucking tortured this fucking I feel teacher. like that's bullshit though. Because the type of trouble I got yeah. in was because I was like running my mouth. Or no, like, see I ran I my mouth and I did little boy shit. Places I shouldn't have been. Right, like, like, I was supposed to be on my like, I fuck work. around and stay in the bathroom at recess yeah, and shit. Like, like, and I wouldn't go back to class. Playing games. Yeah, like do a little... Stu- but shit that like... A, a seven-year-old's gonna piss the fuck out of you, right? They're gonna annoy the shit out of you. And I just tortured this fucking teacher. Um, and eventually, I remember he got so mad. He t- he was like a surfer kind of dude, man. If I ever meet him again, I will apologize because I made this guy's <laughs> life hell. I can't Damn. I can't remember what his you name was. I would, I would apologize. never apologize. I don't, yeah, because I was a fucking asshole. Any and they were, I mean, not, they, they were assholes. Like, but it was too stuck up, like not for a little bit. But it was the same thing. It was because I was mentally, I was just so far ahead of those kids that. I would get bored in class even when I was doing my shit. Like, we're, they're trying to teach us, like, four times three. I'm like, nigga, 12. Yeah. Next? On. What the fuck? They're like, no, we got to wait till That's- next. We got to wait till next week till we get to fives. I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to get to seven. Like, what <laughs> right, the fuck? Yeah, already, yeah, yeah, like, these dumbass kids ain't got shit on me, bro. <laughs> so, when, I remember one day he threw a sandal at me. Yeah, yanked it. <laughs> Quick with it, missed, right? <laughs> Hell nah. Got up, ran to the principal's office. I was cool with this principal, too, because I was always in that bitch. I remember they had a library. <laughs> Bro, I'm finna go through my whole memories. They, they, I would get sent to the office so much. They had a, they had like a waiting room. So the waiting room was like right here. And then like right there was like the administration. And then the back was the principal. But the principal was always on meetings and shit because we were a magnet. We were a gifted magnet school. So he had like, I don't know, whatever he had to do. But I would wait in that thing and I would read books in the library and it got to the point where I was there so much that the ladies that worked in the office were asking me what books they wanted, that I, that I wanted to read. Oh, wow. And they would buy books because they knew I was going to be sent to the fucking office. Like, that's bad. how bad it got, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Like, I had personal books there just for me. Like, I requested, like... That's um, good, but that's bad. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I was... Constructive. So, finally, the principal was like, we're going to test them for gifted. So she they did that. Thank you. Right? So they test me for gifted. Obviously, I passed that shit. So, all right, we're going to put you in gifted classes. So I was in gifted classes through 
third and fifth grade, right? And um, made it out of there somehow. And uh, culminated in all that shit, sang. I was a really good singer back then. Still am, whatever. And um, you have to sing for the next uh, podcast. Hell no, never. Um, but ended up, from there, I ended up going to school in Paz Verdes, up on the hill right there. And, uh, and I used the address, you know, on some illegal shit. <laughs> I don't know, same, same thing, except now I'm a frustrated teenager who's frustrated because I live in Gardena. I live in a one-bedroom apartment with my mom, share a bed, right? And I'm going to school in Paz Verdes where these kids have mansions. Everything. Everything they've ever wanted. Sheesh. You know what I mean? And I'm waking up at 5.30 in the morning so my mom can drive, drop me off at school at 6.30, and then come back to work in Gardena, or in, uh, she was working in Torrance then, right? So I'm just there for an hour and a half before school, nothing to do, sitting there looking at these kids pull up in Mercedes, Rolls Royce, Range Rovers when they were big, um, you know, all this shit. And I, it was jealousy building up inside of me. It was a lot of bitterness and anger. Ended up getting ex- expelled from the school district of, over there, seventh grade. From the school district, not the school, yeah, the, the whole what, district. What did you do? I had... 36 fights and I had 5 F's out of 6 wow. the, the only class I passed the only class I passed 6th grade was PE and the only class I passed <laughs> you better pass PE the only class I passed in 7th grade was US History oh. only classes I passed everything else I had F's and I was always fighting I finally got kicked out when I grabbed this kid named Quran I'll never, bro, I'll never forget that shit I grabbed him one day he had said something to me and I didn't fucking like him and I grabbed him and I picked him and I threw him against the lockers. Like, that was when I realized I was fucking And you get kicked out? You got kicked out? I was strong. Well, that was like the last straw. Yeah, well, like, yeah. Because that was like my 36th fight. 36 fights is fucking crazy. ridiculous. And I uh, got expelled from that issue. I didn't ever go into Fleming for one year. Fucked up over there a lot too, but that culminated after a whole bunch of drama. That's where I met Wood. Uh, Wood was going to Fleming as well. And I went to Bell and Bell was the only school I went on four years. I didn't get kicked out. Got my shit together because I was living with my dad. Yeah. My dad and my dad didn't let that shit, shit fly. Yeah, I was like, fuck, gotta come home to this shit. But um, but yeah, man, being adaptable, you gotta adapt to the situations that are given to you, man. And uh, whether it be in, in football or in life, man, you gotta just be able to to adjust and be the better be the better person and become a better person and be the best you that you can be. It's um, only advice I can give people, man. Definitely. No regrets for me. Everything I've done made made me who I am, and um, I wouldn't take any of it back. Any anything I've been through. So yeah, man, I was just a badass in school. It is what it is, man. I'm a badass in life too. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, man. We're gonna ahead and wrap this up, man. Appreciate you guys for tuning in, uh, taking the time out of your day to listen, man. Like I said, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel so we can start going live on YouTube. I gotta hit 50 subscribers on there to go live. Uh, if you tune in on Instagram. Appreciate you guys for coming around, um, listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, man. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Bears Thoughts Podcast. On Instagram, follow me on Instagram at G35XO. Follow Autumn. Yeah, it's underscore Autumn, I-T-S-S underscore Autumn. There you go. Double S is at the it's underscore Autumn like the season. Man, thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys, man. Peace. <laughs>